What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Coach JB right here for the Coach JB Show. Got a good one for you this morning. We're going to wake up this morning right out the gate. Calvin Jackson Jr., one of my former players, who also had the fortunate experience in play, I'm playing for Mike Leach at Wazoo. He's going to call me in, join me, talk about Coach Leach, all things uh, his current journey in the NFL. And Matt will join me later on and break down the NFC West showdown tonight between the Hawks and the Niners. We're going to break that down, and uh, we're going to get after it. The show is brought to you by betonline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, and head on over to CoachJBStore.com. 20% off everything right now on CoachJBStore.com. Uh, got a great show today. Can't wait to get after it. We're going to get a good story from Calvin, and uh, then we're going to get after this show. Short, fast, skinny, and tall. We do it all. See you on the other side. Man, I can't believe uh, <clears throat> this week has already gone by. We're here on Thirsty Thursday right here on the Coach JB Show. Make sure you head on over to CanadipCBD.com. Use the promo code COACHJB, all caps, uh, COACHJB, and get you 20% off. Canadips, cleanest way to dip. CanadipCBD.com. Uh, let me get you the quote of the day uh, before Calvin jumps in. Um Everyone is fixing their bodies, but nobody is fixing their souls. Have you noticed everyone puts fake ass in, fake lips, fake titties, fake dicks? You name it. We got everything is fake, 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 fake. Fix our body. Let's look right on the outside and be shitty on the inside. It makes no sense to me. But what do I know? Um, everyone's fixing their bodies. Nobody's fixing their souls. That is real talk. And, uh, I hope everyone gets to hear that one. Uh, whole question is RG three, the dumbest human on TV. Please drop the line. I don't know if you've heard about what he said, uh, on TV the other day. I was watching it live, putting some balls on my tree. And I was like, what did he say? I know he didn't say that. But I haven't heard anyone. I seen Steve Young's face. Steve Young's face was like, what the fuck did you say? And uh, apparently he's came out and apologized for calling those who were hating on Jalen Hurts uh, a, a, a really crazy word, dog. I mean, like, he said, yo, definitely got to clear this up. This is not what I meant to say. Was trying to say those bugaboos. In reference to haters and doubters, regardless of my intention, I understand the historical context of the term that came out of my mouth, and I apologize. Um, I think he's just a dumb motherfucker. I'm just going to be honest. Like, we fuck up. Everybody fucks up. I get it. But goddamn. Come on, homie. Like, <laughs> come on, dog. That shit flew right out of there. I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? Um. 
Contrary to belief, brought to you by CandidateCBD.com. Fake people are only nice when it's convenient for them. Contrary to belief. And genuinely nice people go out of their way to help others. Contrary to belief. And then contrary to belief, stick with folks who never let you down and keep promises. You can't fake that shit. I'm just keeping it real. Contrary to your belief, Fake people are only nice when they fucking need something. You guys know that shit. Some of you guys do that shit. And genuinely nice people go out of their way to help people. Period. That's just what they do. Um, And stick with folks who never let you down and don't break promises. People that keep their promises. Keep with those guys. They can't fake that shit. You can't fake shit. That's why I don't lie, dog. You got to remember shit when you lie. I don't lie. Why would I lie? You got to remember shit too much. I'm not going to lie about dumb shit. So, you know, I don't know. I'm just keeping it real. Head on over to CoachJVStore.com. 20% off uh, right now. Um, CJ, former player of mine, one of my favorites, uh, currently uh, bouncing around NFL practice squads. Was with the Jets, caught two preseason champion uh, t- uh, touchdowns to win their games in the preseason for the Jets. Uh, from Mike White, who is ironically the starter right now. Uh, we're going to get into it with him and uh, appreciate everybody joining me. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. Um, <clears throat> DJ, what up? What's good? Where you at, dog? That shit look big time now. You like fucking big time <laughs> shit now. Nah, I'm down, uh, I'm down down back in Florida now, training. Are you? Hey, so, you hear me? Say it again. You hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, you cut yeah. out. Uh, <clears throat> hey, you looking the wrong way, Slappy. I know because my camera's on this side. It's weird. Uh, oh, you can't see, see me. Like- no, I can I can see you, but I mean, but you gotta look other way. Yeah. Hold on. All right, I think that'll see. work. Uh, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, that's tight. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I see that. Uh, I see that jet jersey. Let me ask you something before we get going. <laughs> you left the Jets. Uh, you you went. You got a shot with the Dolphins. Um, I know you had a shot with the Texans a couple weeks ago. What what's going on now? Where you at right now? You got anything in the in the in the mix? Well, just last week I had a I had two workouts. I had one with the Jaguars and I had one with Arizona. Uh, both of those went uh, real well. So I mean, you know, it's basically it's a waiting game. You know, just pretty much waiting for that call. You know, for them uh, to call you in and let them know that they're ready for you and that they need you and stuff like that. But it comes around time at the end of the year where it's like. It's different than when I was on the Jets and when I was with the Dolphins because it was like both mid-year and early year. So I lost you. I lost your voice. Hello? Yeah, I hear you now. You hear me? I don't know why I keep going that. But it's 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 yeah, I can hear. It's all about it's all about timing, but I believe both of those workouts went well. I got a few set up in the next few weeks as well. But but um and a few teams have offered me futures contracts and well, so I'm just waiting for all that stuff to come towards the end of the year to figure out what's what's going to be. Hey, uh, you caught two winning touchdowns in preseason for the Jets. Uh, 
you looked as good as anybody on a loaded loaded roster with wideouts, in my opinion. You 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 played as well as anyone. You caught those touchdowns because that's who you are. Uh, your character allows you to get in those positions, in my true opinion. I think that's what fucking put you in those spots. Mike White threw you those touchdowns. Is he legit? No. It, it wasn't Mike White. It was uh, Strevler, the quarterback behind Mike White. But Mike White was one of those – yeah, Mike White was one of those guys that was spinning it during uh, OTAs and training camp and stuff like that. Cause you know, you know, Mike White's a South Florida boy. I don't know if you knew that or not. Yeah, you already did. You already know him. I, I knew of him, but I didn't know him personally because he went to. He actually went to a powerhouse high school and went to university school. He went with the Sam Bruce that passed away sadly, Jordan Scarlett, all those guys, uh, Zay Flowers, all those guys. So he was thrown to some real, some real big guys. Huh. Um. Is he, in your opinion, on that roster right now? Is he? Are they better? Are they the best off with him, or going back to Zach, or what? Um, I mean, they're flooring right now. I'm not gonna sit here and sugarcoat it and stuff right now. But you know, both of those guys has two different games and stuff like that. You know, Mike White is sitting in the pocket to spin it. Zach is spin it, but he'll make sure he get outside the pocket if he has to. You know, he'll make sure. He'll show people that he's mobile. So, I mean, either or it's a win-win, but, you know, it's a it's a crazy situation that's going on right there because, you know, Coach Sala wants what's best for the team and all that. And I know Zach is dying to play right now and get back on the field because it's his competitive spirit, and I'm sure he will eventually. But at this point, I mean, this point in the year, I just feel like you just flow with Mike White. Tell, tell everybody – so what's up? Zach takes a lot of heat. Uh, you know, he played for my good friend at BYU, Sakani <clears throat> Sataki, who hired uh, who hired DJ on, and DJ ended up getting a had DB coaching job at Northern Colorado after GA in this year. Uh, I don't know if you heard that, but I he got on that. as a head. Yeah. DB. Yeah, so that's good shit. Uh, let me ask you this. Is Zach, is he, is, is he like somebody that just didn't know what he meant to say? Did the team does the team buy into the cat or is he really an outlier and people are like ah, I don't know if I'm fucking with this guy or not? No, they're bought in. When I was there during I was there for a while, so OTAs and training camp and mandatory mini camp. I was there when Zach was there, and then preseason, obviously. So I mean, he has that leadership role. People listen, you know. When when you're in a huddle with him, people obviously has his uh, undivided attention and stuff like that. He's not. He's not what the media portrays him. I'll say that. You know, the media gets off on the bad foot just because of his interviews and stuff lately and all that. Because the dude's a, a first round draft pick, top top three pick. Why wouldn't he be upset he's not playing? You know, obviously he has some stuff that he needs to work on and get right and all that stuff before he gets back on the field. But he, he's not an outlier. He's a leader. You know, everybody on the offense and the receiver room were bought into him at the time. And stuff like that, you know, it's a lot of frustration that goes on in that locker room, obviously, you know, in any locker room, get along. So it's just yeah. the situation that's going on right now. Does uh does that got hoes? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, uh, <laughs> hey, uh, listen, man, you, you had the opportunity. I don't know if you watched last night. Juco national title game was on ESPN U um, or ESPN News or ESPN U. I think there was a basketball game. And they went back to it. Uh, Hutch was undefeated this year. They played Iowa Western. We know both of those teams well. I, I don't think you lost to uh, Hutch in your career. We went 2-0. No, I, I haven't. Um, people don't realize that. We, we got blown out by Iowa Western in our one time playing those guys. Uh, first game of the season. 
I would love to play them again later in the year that year. But uh, Iowa Western got in their ass. I shut it off late. It got to be ugly. But uh, that's big for Juco being on ESPN, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, was, that's great for the the JUCO stations. You know, I didn't even know you told me that last night, uh, and I had tuned in for a little bit and stuff like that. And like, I I don't watch much or follow along JUCO as much as I used to when I was in JUCO. Besides, you know, yeah. the JUCO football frenzy and all that stuff. I see that stuff get posted all the time and stuff. So, you know, actually seeing it on like national television is crazy because when we played in our bowl game, what was our bowl game? It was live streamed, right? Or something like that. It was on, uh, uh, yeah, it was live on uh, whatever that shit was, whatever one of them people are. Yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, so I mean, well, we were live streamed on fucking Netflix, but yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah, but it it, it it's it's crazy. It's it's. I'm glad to see it, you know, getting out to the to the people and actually people seeing what's going on and stuff with the the JUCO routes and all that. Because you know, I still get questions about last chance you and stuff all the time. So people being able to see it on ESPN, that's just that's big time. Yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah, Alan. Alan didn't even know. I was like, "Come on, Alan, dog, it's your job. What's up with that?" Um, Alan's supposed to be up in here. <laughs> uh, so he was watching it and posting it last night. Um, so look, man, we we uh, I don't want to take too much of your time. I know you're uh, working out and busy, and uh, you'll be you'll be landing soon. I know it. Um, let me ask you something. The the portal right now in college is going crazy. There's like fifty thousand people between the men and the women, and all this stuff. I don't know if you know this stat right here I'm putting up on here, but after 1920, basically when you were in Juke or in college, uh, the players that go in the portal, they really don't even end up getting out. And I know you know a lot of cats that go in the portal probably don't even go to a four-year school or a D1. They end up going D2. JUCO yeah. now is signing out because all the players are staying in the portal. Back in the day, the portal was JUCO. Cats would come to JUCO and then go back. Um, what do you think about this? with this portal thing i know we talked about it briefly uh when you were uh at wazoo and uh you stuck it out worked out great for you um you balled and, and got out of there let me what do you think about this portal thing are are, are cats leaving because of the nil chasing the bag or are cats just not trying to compete what what do you think it is man i mean i honestly i think it's probably a little bit of both because you know obviously i still have a bunch of old teammates that are still in college and that goes through the portal and all this and that. So I hear a lot of feedback and stuff like that, but I would just say the portal is just insane. So I just feel like it should be changed probably a little bit, you know, I mean, I had that, I know they have put some twists on it where like if you transfer at a certain amount of time or you go on a portal, you can't play a certain year or something like that. But with this NIL and stuff like that, you know, these big power five programs are, are throwing bags at people. Like they just throwing money that they can just give away and stuff like that. And I'm and I'm sure if the NCAA don't put like a limit or, you know, keep track or slow down the NIL or slow down the portal, like it's just going to continue to grow. It's going to continue to get bigger. And like one thing I would say, like entering a portal and all that stuff, like it, it takes the, the competitiveness away from, from the game, I would say, because – like you got quarterbacks that are leaving power fives and all that stuff. And maybe the grass is not green on another power five. So they get demoted, they go D2, and then they're taking away another opportunity for somebody else. And I've seen one of the high school, like, like promotion pages that promotes athletes and stuff down here in South Florida. Like, they're, they're getting frustrated because they're taking away opportunities from the high schoolers and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it's, it's only going to get crazy until – college football puts a, a halt on it or at least slows it down. Let opinion. me ask you, 
Do you see it? You've been on a few NFL rosters lately. Do you see it spiraling towards the NFL? Because those guys were – you all were in portals. You all were in college not too long ago. A lot of these cats that are in the league right now. I see cats demanding trades after under contract right now. Do you think that is kind of like equivalent to a transfer portal? They're like, fuck this. I don't want to even finish my tra- contract. I want to trade. I want to get out of here. Uh, I could – I could I could definitely see it, but I don't think the NFL will ever let it get to a point like that just because of how big the organization is and how much goes on within it within a year and on the offseason and stuff like that. So I mean I mean the most we have is a trade deadline. I feel like that's probably the deepest deepest it'll ever get, in my opinion. That's what I think at least. But I could be wrong. But if it ever does get to that point, I mean, Jesus, that's gonna be that's gonna be one crazy day in history. Yeah, man, it's bad right now. It's kind of getting out of out of control. These cats, I don't know if these like let me ask you this. When you were at Wazoo, um, you got transferred kids every year, probably that you were there. And you yeah. saw cats leaving, you saw cats coming in. Does that hurt the do you believe now that you kind of got older, you kind of see what coaches have to go through as well? Does it hurt? Does it make the job for the coach even harder when you got new kids every single semester compared to your original scholarship kids? So if I sign CJ in 17 to, to a scholar and I hope he's there for at least his two years because he's a two-year JUCO transfer or a four-year high school kid, I sign you. I expect to have you for four years. Nowadays, you're getting them for maybe a year. And then you get yeah. a new kid to replace him. Does that, like, fuck up everything from tackling – because everybody's tackling techniques are different at the other schools. So they come to your school, they don't know how to tackle your way. Now yeah. you got a culture issue. Now you got a rediscipline issue. Now you got all these different things. Is it harder now? And is that why you're seeing college football kind of watered down? Everyone kind of can beat anyone any given Saturday? Yeah, I, I could definitely agree to that. Because like, I'll put an example. You know, uh, my first year at Washington State, we got a guy that I didn't know at the time, Gardner Minshew, transferring from ECU. And, you know, they had uh, the tragic passing of Tyler Helinski uh, happen right before he arrived. So, obviously, Tyler Helinski was supposed to be the guy. And then right behind him, it was um, dang, it was Anthony Gordon and it was Trey. It was, it was those two guys that were supposed Davis to be Mills the Davis Mills there, too? No, 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 he wasn't there. That was a little bit before, probably. But it was those two guys that were supposed to be the guy. And then you have Gardner Minshew come in. You know, Gardner Minshew has one year left of eligibility. Juco guy went to two different Division ones. Didn't play. Well, he played, but then he ended up getting hurt. And he ended up taking a six-year. So, in my opinion, I'm like, all right, well, I wasn't with this guy Gardner and all this and that this long during the offseason and stuff. So, I don't know if I'm going to be able to trust in him and all this and that. But his, his funny story, his first week there, he actually texted me. He was like, let's go throw. And I didn't know who he was, so I didn't even go. <laughs> <laughs> at Washington State, really, but yeah, it, it was it was so funny. But Are you cool with as now? the season progressed, I mean, as a, as we get closer to the season, cut out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so Gardner gets more comfortable, and then Gardner gets promoted as a, a starting quarterback. So everybody on the team was kind of shook because you know had Trey and Gordo that were there with all those other guys that they came in with. So it was just it was new. But, like, it's, like, when new kids transfer in, you know, it's a new set of competition. It's a new look, you know. And for those guys just to spend one year there and then transfer out again and go somewhere else is just insane to me. Like, you pack up everything, move to a different state, learn a whole different system. Because 
it's not like the NFL. NFLs they all run the same like similar system to yeah, each other. Concept, yeah. So going from college, you know, you got 10 person, 11 person, 12, like you you total different uh personnel and different ways the offenses are ran. So I don't know how they do it. I couldn't do it personally. And and I spoke to you about the time when I wanted to transfer when Leach was there. And Leach I'm like, was hell no, stay your yeah, ass. and, and Leach, Leach was not too happy about that after after all, but after he found out I was trying to get in the portal and stuff. But hey, I talked to him. I talked to him. I talked to your boy, the uh what's his name? The uh at the time was the wideout coach, uh Spurrier. Spurrier Jr., yep. And yeah. then and then uh before that, the the, the the guy that got you there who left and went to UCLA. Coach Sage. Say Derek, I talked to him. He was trying. He was the same way as I. So he's like, "Man, keep CJ there." I was like, "I'm trying, man. I'm trying to keep him there." So uh, I talked to Coach Leach uh, briefly about that, and I was like, "And he just was. He was hilarious on the phone. He was just like calm as hell. You know how he is. He's like, can yeah. you tell this kid he's going to play and be the guy? And he just don't <laughs> understand what's going on. And and you know how he talks. Uh, what was the conversation <laughs> like with him on that day? Oh man, you know." Um... Well, first, they, it started off with them redshirting me my junior my my junior year. Yeah, no, yeah. my senior year wasn't my that new rule kicked in. Yeah, it was that it was that new rule kicked in kicked in where if you play in four games, you can still redshirt the next year and come back and play a full year. So, started a year fall camp. You know, I was balling, I was going crazy, and I feel like I had the greatest fall camp of all time. And like our receiver room was loaded. I can't take that away from. We had Tamar and Esau Winston, Des Patman, all those guys in the NFL right now. And I was the next guy up because I was new there. So I was like, okay, you know, I get rotated in. We rotate every two plays that receiver at Leach's offense. So, I mean, I'm going to get some play time. I'm going to get some targets. And end of fall camp comes around. And we're getting close to our first game. We're like a week left. And Leach calls me into his office. Well, no, Spurrier calls me into his office. He's like, yeah, we love what you're doing and all this and that. But we we decided to redshirt you. I was like, huh? I was like, Richard, me? I was like, why? He was like, oh, we're gonna put this guy here. You know, we we believe he's gonna he's gonna flourish, and then you can come back and be the guy next year after all these other guys leave. I was like, I want to be the guy this year. Like, like what's right. what's the difference? So I wasn't too happy. So I got up, walked out, uh, call pops. You know, I was like, listen, man, like these guys trying to reassure me. I just had this this great fall camp. You know, I was going crazy all off season. He was like. You know, if it's something you want to do, you know, just sleep on it, all this and that. And, like, just let me know. I was like, no, I want to do it. So I went up, uh, went back upstairs, like, two, three hours later to Spurrier's office. And I told Spurrier, I was like, I'm about to enter the transfer portal. And he was like, well, like, why are you doing that? You don't need to be, be the guy that next year? I was like, I want to be the guy this year. Like, I'm trying to do it now. I, I, like, I'm a junior in college. Like, if I go crazy my senior year, I'm in and out. Like, I, I don't have to spend no – because I already did two years, Yuko. So I'm supposed to do two years division one and then bounce. But now I'm gonna end up having to do three years division one and then leave. And then I don't know how I, how that'll pan out for me. So then Leach found out, I guess Spurrier told Leach, we had practice later on that day. So I I wasn't even gonna show up to practice. Like I had I texted Spurrier. I was like, like, do I even need to come to practice anymore? Like uh, like like what's the reason? Like what's what's going on? He's like, Yeah, you can still come, like. You'll get reps here and there with the ones and twos. But other than that, like, you, you'll just be standing by me. We're not going to put you on a scout team and stuff like that. So I was like, all right, whatever. So I showed the practice and, like, <laughs> Alan, I showed, I showed the practice. And, um, like, I'm just walking around, up and around. And then, you know, Leach always showed up, like, 20, 30 minutes late to, to practice started. 
So he's just walking out with his cup of coffee. He's like, hey, Calvin, come here. So I jog over to him, and he was just like, like, what's he was like, what's going on? Like, like, you really want to leave and all this? So I told him, I was like, yeah, I'm trying to leave. I'm not trying to rest here. He's like, and he was just like, you know, I hate this portal stuff. I really don't like seeing my my players going to the portal, and it frustrates me. Everyone's being soft. I was like, it's not about being soft. I'm trying to play. He was like, no, I get that. I understand that. But you just got to look at the bigger picture and stuff like that. And he, and the crazy thing about him, like when he talks, it's just like. He'll say a sentence and he'll just stop and just a sip of coffee and like spit his dip out and then lose track of whatever he said before to start a different conversation. So and my head was just all he's calming when his talks, huh? Oh, very calm. He's not he I, I probably seen him raise his voice probably <laughs> two or three times in my two years I was with him. Probably those only times in the the last year he was there with us. We had a not a great year. We went seven and five, I believe, but you know, um He's a he I, now I understand why everyone says he's the world's most extraordinary man when it came to stuff like that, because he did a lot of stuff differently. And I've been with so many head coaches now and I've seen it and at different levels and stuff. So, I mean, it's it's definitely it's he is extraordinary, man. Um, see, Calvin, people you don't know about Calvin. So Calvin is the greatest kid, the greatest human, greatest man. Now, uh, he's one of my favorites. Right. So I'd have to bring him in and be like. Boy, get your ass out there and play. But Calvin's ass, being a good-ass kid he is, he's never going to be like a shitbird, especially at Juco. You have a lot of shitbirds. You got to manage a lot of different moving parts. You got guys like Calvin you're trying to get, make sure we already know he's a scholarship kid. We're going to get him through the closet. But Calvin has a sense he can really, like, fuck with you because he'll be a smart ass and he'll (laughs) smile like he's a good kid and shit. And you gotta like, you gotta fuck with Calvin. You're like, motherfucker, Calvin's a fucking smart ass. But he, and I could see why he went over to Mike and was like, I'm trying to play right now. And he's probably smiling like he is right now and shit. And motherfucker, you don't know how to take him. You're like, well, fuck, are you leaving me? Are you staying because you're happy? Or what, what is it? So Calvin will fuck with you, dog. So uh, just don't let him, don't let the smooth taste fool you right now, everybody in the chat. Um, so look, Coach Leach, man, he coached you for two years. Uh, I don't know where, where you were when you heard about this thing. This is a this is crazy. It's kind of like uh, I, I equate it to Kobe dying uh, in the in the NBA when it happened a couple years ago. I kind of put it in that perspective because it's college football and the professional football landscape. Coach Leach is kind of like uh, kind of like Kobe in that regard, even though he had never won that natty yet, and he was chasing that. But he was also a trendsetter. He was a character in the business in a good way. He was, uh, he was like I, I equated to Kobe. Like the, the, the when you heard about it, is it like it's like an eerie feeling, isn't it? Like weird. Yeah, it's it, it's it's definitely weird. It caught me off guard because I I was actually training, and you know I was transitioning from my field workout to my lift, and I looked down at my phone and like you know I follow all the all the coaches that was with Leach and you know, like Dave Emmerich, you know. Um, Spurrier, obviously, and then my old quarterback, Trey Tinsley, is actually the slot coach in there now after yeah, yeah. the tragic passing of Coach Nickel that was a slot guy with the yeah. uh, leech. So, and I just see everyone saying he's in the hospital, you know, he's not doing too well and all this. I'm like, dang, like, like what's going on? And because I haven't seen anything about his uh, health and all that stuff, like, on social media, because, you know, he has a Twitter, and he loves Twitter and stuff like that, so I haven't seen him post or anything in a while. Yeah. And... And then one day, you know, uh, they said he tragically passed away. And I'm just I'm like, dang, like, like, I don't know what to feel because, like, 
he's such a great guy, you know, such a trendsetter. Like you said, you got the air raid being ran by tons and tons of coaches in the college and it's getting ran by in the NFL now with Cliff. So, I mean, it's just, it's, it's definitely crazy because he was such a great guy. You know, it was, he, he reminded me of you because like he was a hard body coach, but he had a different way of doing it. But, you know, it's, it caught me off guard. I, that's all I can really say. Yeah, I, I, I've had a couple of buddies coach Whitehouse for him. And he, you know, tell everybody, Coach Leeds has a little card like this, right? He has a little card. Oh, yeah. And and let me tell everybody, like, people don't realize how how the system is designed to, like, it, and tell me if I'm wrong, because these coaches have told me kind of like, and, and you might break it down differently, but mo- basically everything's basically based off a of vertical route, right? Like based on coverage and you, 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 you option route it from there. Yeah. You yeah. got vertical, right? That's why this card can be so small, right? Because everything yeah. is based on what the coverage gives you, right? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, his his play his play call sheet was just about about exactly this size right here, and it had a total of probably twenty to twenty five plays on it. And everyone thinks, oh, you're in the air raid, you got a bunch of offensive plays, but we had about twenty to like twenty five plays total, and it was out of doubles and trips that's it we didn't rent no other no other formation never went under center not even for a quarterback sneak we never went under center so um actually the one year Gardner got the Gardner convinced him to go under center for a quarterback sneak and stuff for one time it was like his first time in like years but yeah uh everything's vertical everything's downfield you know um he takes a lot of shots you know his favorite play in my opinion I don't know what everybody else would say it was probably 95 which is a post curl and uh and a speed out on the backside with a vertical. So, I mean, I would probably say that's, like, his go-to in my book because we ran the crap out of that play uh, along with 92. I mean, everything starts with a 9, and then it's, like, 92, 95, 90, 91, and then you have a various formation. Like, you run out of doubles and you run out of triples, so it's different ways you can run it and all that stuff. But it's very simple. And, like, it's a it's coaches now that run the same exact air race system, but they put their twist on it because um, – Leach would not, yeah. Leach, Leach did not change signals, he did not change play calls, he did not change anything. So, when we played one, one year, I think it was my second year, when we played at Cal, Cal, one of the Cal DBs came up to me, he's like, Yo, like, you got to tell your coach, like, we know all your signals from last year. And we tell Leach all the time, and he's just like, So, I don't care, they have to stop it. And it's true, <laughs> and it's true. Oh, and yeah. it, it was teams in the Pac 12 that couldn't stop it off, like. Like uh, Javon Hall and I, the safety for Miami. Yeah, I was talking to him uh, when I was with the the Dolphins and stuff like that. He was, I was just like, I was like playing against our office. Like, bro, I hated it so much, bro. I was like, why? I was like, y'all could just do the same thing. UW, you know, UW should rush through and drop eight, drop eight the whole game. Yeah, entire game. So they'll force us to run the ball. But Leash does not care. He's gonna throw the ball. He's gonna make sure he he throws for at least four hundred, win or lose. And it, it's insane. And he was just like, y'all throw the ball so much, bro. It's just confusing. You know, y'all got this guy going that way, that way. Then you got option routes. And I'm just like, man, I didn't know it was that, that complicated. But Especially uh, if you go fast. Defense, oh, yeah. You're like, fuck, I got all these crossing routes. I got these nine routes, breaking them off. Like, ball's coming out quick. Yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely something I feel like every receiver should be a part of in – you know, I hope I hope his simplicity uh, continues on with uh, his air raid with the uh, coach Spurrier. That's a receivers coach there now. I hope it stays the same exact way because yeah. I feel like every receiver should get a, a gist of 
that just because of the pace of the game and stuff like that. It's like, and he gave Gardner so much freelance, like he'll call a play in and Gardner had the the right to check anything you wanted to at, at uh, his uh, last year there. And it was, it, it was such a sight to see because. Is that one of the first guys he gave that to? I have no idea. I just know he, he loved Gardner, you know, uh, him and Gardner got a well so good, you know, uh, and obviously Gardner was a uh, Pac-12 uh, a runner up for player of the year. You know, he had some Heisman votes going into his last year, but believe it or not, the quarterback after Gardner broke the Pac-12 passing record, Anthony Gordon, yeah. he, uh, he had a tenure with Kansas City and Denver, but I feel like he's a free agent right now or something like that. But he his record still stands to this day. So, I mean. Damn. And then he had all the same things at Texas Tech. He re- he's been running the same exact offense on yeah. every- way back in the day how mummy guy um it's been crazy hey so uh you don't know where you're ending up you don't really care either at this point right you're in that yeah. grown man phase where i don't yeah. care yeah just it, just just call my phone and put me on a team and i'll show you why i belong there pretty much you know uh i have a I have a strong strong feeling it's gonna happen very soon even if it doesn't happen very soon this off season is gonna be real crazy i even tweeted the other night i was like give me a full off season with a team and it'll be over with. Yeah. That's that's all I really need, you know. Just the, the same exact opportunity I have the Jets just give me an opportunity like that, and my my work will show for itself. You know, I've been I've been grinding since I got back home from the Dolphins. You know, even when I left the Jets, I was I got I came home and hit the ground running. You know, I flew on one day and I was training the next day. You know, I can't I can't stay away from it. It's like a it's like a it's like an itch, and I I got to continue to do it. And it's something I enjoy doing. You know, I've been doing it for so long and so passionately. You know, I feel like. I, I got to give my respects back to the game. So, you know, I'm going to continue to do that. <clears throat> yeah, I, I wish there was more like you. Um, but, you know, if, if everybody played for me, we'd have no problems out there. <laughs> hey, man. Not at all. Talking to you and hearing from you, man. Uh, keep working out. Keep grinding. Alan says, what's up? Um, don't be a slap yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Hey, man, you know I'm rooting for you. I hope it breaks up, breaks loose. We got to hook up soon, man. In, in the off season, maybe we'll get together. Oh, for sure. You know, uh, I'll be training out in Texas and Cali, so I'll definitely uh, hit you up and stuff, and we'll do something. All right, good. Be good. Hey, you look like Kyler Murray right now, though, sitting there looking <laughs> like a fucking video gamer and shit in your chair. <laughs> hey, if you go hey. there, dog, tell that motherfucking slapdick. <laughs> All right, man. Love you. Uh, later. All right, coach. Later. Um, Calvin Jackson. Appreciate him joining me. Um Look, uh, we got a packed show. Matt's going to join me here in a minute. We're going to get this thing going. I got a few things. Uh, I'm going to go get some coffee real quick, and uh, and I'm going to start the show. We had to get Calvin in and out because he has to go work out. So uh, I want to get into the Juco Natty last night, and I'm going to get to the uh, – I'm going to get into my take on this cat named Twitch who uh, they say passed away. We're going to break that down, and I'm probably going to get pretty controversial here uh today but what do i know i'll be right back three minutes but what do i know when i talk about the transfer portal being as shitty as it is watering down college football but what do i know when i say the landscape is completely open to anyone beating anyone have i not said it on this show did i not say it just a couple days ago did i not do a video on twitter about it did i not talk about it on my shows here and people just, nah, coach, hell no. Nah. Really? So, 
Appalachian State goes into AM, a $40 million booster loaded roster. Coach makes $10 million a year. The head coach, Coach Clark at, at Appalach- uh, Appalachian State, makes $425K a year. But what do I know? Appalachian State has one four star player on their roster, FYI. One. Texas A&M has 56 four- or five-star players. Go look it up. Go Google it. Go check it out. Go look it up. $425,000 the head coach makes. Texas A&M special teams coordinator makes $1 million. So what do you think Appalachian State special teams coordinator makes? I'd say maybe 100K, maybe 100K, maybe 100K, maybe 100K. What do you think their quarterback coach makes? 45, 50. You know what A&M's quarterback coach makes? $325,000, almost as much as the head football coach at Appalachian State. But what do I know when I say it's watered down and Appalachian State deserves to not have themselves even mentioned with the Texas A&M when it comes to going to their fucking house and beating them in a low-scoring affair when they just scored 61 points on North Carolina, another Power 5 team. So now Appalachian State can show that they can score 60 on you in a Power 5 school, and they can show they can beat you a higher-ranked team in a low-scoring affair. But what do I know? <laughs> 56 four- and five-star players. Appalachian State has one. And by the way, Bruce Helms, they did it to Michigan in 2000. Right, all right, all right. Appreciate everybody joining me. Hit that like button, subscribe, become a member. Um <clears throat> Appreciate Calvin for joining me. Um, Alan's in the chat. Uh, two of my favorite. Uh, we got to watch. Uh, Alan was watching the game last night. Uh, what do you think about the game last night, Alan? Um, Hutts got ran. Uh, they were undefeated going into that game. They already had beat Iowa Western uh, earlier in the season by one point. So it was... Uh, I was kind of shocked. Hutch's quarterback did not look good at all. I haven't seen him play at all, so. Um, so I, I, you know, it was uh, it was like kind of weird to see. So, I don't know. Um, pretty bad, Jay. Pretty bad. Um, Bruce Helms in the house. No, man, I'm not interested in coaching in Northern Colorado. <laughs> yeah, the quarterback was bad last night. Hutch just looked disinterested to me. Uh, I thought they were more talented looking at the rosters and the sizes and the body types. I just didn't think they were very interested. Um, Um, 
So I got to get after this show now. Uh, head on over to CoachABStore.com. Get you some merch. 20% off everything right now all the way until January 1st. CoachABStore. I got all these fly polos. Adidas polos, by the way. And they are fly. Go check it out. Um, love Calvin. Got, hearing from him and his Coach Lead stories. Uh, he got to play for him for three years. Uh, and I know I used to talk to coach, coach Leeds called me when Calvin was interested in transferring. And I talked to Calvin and I said, you're not going nowhere. And I respect Calvin to this day. Cause he's one of the few Jermaine called me too, but he, he had already played two years at Georgia. Uh, and I just said, listen, man, you're a COVID beneficiary. So you can leave. You've played your two years at Georgia. So it's not like he left in the middle of the season year one, he goes to Florida state. All-American, or ACC Defensive Player of the Year, first-round draft pick, right? Can't say much about that. Uh, he had he was – people don't realize, if COVID didn't happen, his career is done. He played both years at Georgia. So people don't understand. They always want to talk to you. You're against the portal, but your kid left. No, he actually didn't leave. He played two years at Georgia, dumb fucks. But anyway, what do I know? Um – Shout out to ESPN for posting, playing the Juco Natty last night. I wish California, the state title game here, which I believe is this weekend, I wish it was on TV. But see, nobody cares enough. Kansas and the NJCAA in the national Juco scene cares. Bottom line, all my Cali coaching brethren and my homies that are out here coaching in Cali, stop bitching and moaning and crying. Stop making excuses. If you want change, go change it. Fight, coaches, players, admin, fight. But you won't. You all like LeBron James tweeting after the fact, rest in peace. We need to change. We need this. But do nothing before the facts. Like, why aren't you doing it before? See, all the Cali coaches I know are hating right now. They're bitter because the national JUCO scene was on ESPN last night. But Cali JUCOs have done nothing. And you're going to play on fucking StreamYard on YouTube this weekend when Riverside plays whoever they play up north. I don't even know who they play. And that's just what's, what's the shitty part about it. I wish Cali's winner would play the winner of the Juco winner that last night. So Iowa Weston would be waiting to play the California winner this weekend. That is what we had put into place when I was in Indy, when I was on the National Juco board. That is what we had in place. It was going to be on ESPN. It was going to be the true national champion. California versus Kansas or whoever won, Mississippi, Iowa, whoever won the natty in the national scene would play the California natty championship state title winner and you'd have a true national champ see california a lot of you don't know about juco california has 72 junior colleges that play football there's only 71 in the rest of the united states combined let that sink in so there's 36 juco's in southern cali there's 36 in northern cali and then they play each other's separate schedules and then the winner of socal plays the winner of norcal every year in a state title game we have so many JUCOs, we have to break it up into tier systems. So there's tier one, tier two, tier three in SoCal. And then in NorCal, 
I believe there's two tiers. And those two teams, those the number one tier, the big boys, play the big boys from down here, which is Riverside right now. I believe they're undefeated or they've lost one game. Um, so the winner of that should play Iowa Western now that they won. But that's not how it happened. It ended up being shot down after we had it set in place. And uh, that is just what it is. So, you know, don't know. We don't know anything. But, um, yeah, I haven't I haven't watched uh, any Last Chance You, not even my own show. Why would I watch basketball? I haven't watched the basketball thing, so I don't know anything about it. Um, the, the head coach isn't at ELAC anymore, right? I don't believe he's the head coach anymore. I think he left. I think he's uh, coaching like a D2 or or somewhere in San Diego from what I saw. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, oh, San Mateo beat Riverside, Jay Henry? Um, interesting. That's interesting. Let me know if that's really what happened. I'm curious to know. I don't, I don't know. Uh, so they played last Saturday? I don't know. For show 85 got a job today. Stand up. No way San Mateo beat Riverside 55 to nothing, dog. No fucking way. No way. I got a Is that a Are you sure? No way. That is very interesting. Um, that is very interesting. No way. How is that? Wow, that's incredible. That is unbelievable. San Mateo beat Riverside in the single most lopsided, one-sided victory in California Community College State history. 55-0 over formerly unbeaten top-ranked Riverside to claim the first official state gridiron title last Saturday afternoon. So San Mateo should play Iowa Western. That's what it should be. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Uh, NorCal never beats SoCal. Shut up, Bruce Helms. I'm very shocked uh, that that is the real case right there. Riverside, uh, that's how bad JUCO is in California, though. I'm going to tell you right now, I've seen some JUCO football being played out here in SoCal. And uh, I got good friends coaching at some places that went undefeated this year um, over at Citrus college they went undefeated and won a bowl game shout out to coach uh moran and coach porch for getting an undefeated season uh they got a young head coach who uh who won they're in the lower tier system like i explained there's three tiers in this california thing but they won every single football game they played um and i got to see some games there there is it's bad right now in cali bad football and that is part of the portal issue we're facing that is part of 
See, San Mateo, I believe they have dorms, more like a Kansas JUCO. You can get dorms. You can get some things done for some out-of-staters. Riverside, it's hard to do. And Riverside was beating up on a bunch of shitty teams this year, and you've seen the true influx of the portal hitting JUCO. And I'm telling you right now, I watched Iowa Western play last night against Hutch, and they dominated that game and won, I think, what, 31 nothing, 24 nothing. I don't know. Hutch has a couple guys going to Alabama. They got a couple guys here and there, but that's really it. You know, back in the day, our schools in that conference, everybody had 15 to 20 at least. We were sending 40. Everybody else still had 15 to 20 guys going D1 every year. Butler, Hutch, Iowa Western. We had 40, but that was just for the few years I was there. I don't, I don't, I don't think they have that anymore anywhere in JUCO because of the portal being so fucking populated um d1s are just taking kids out of there instead of going to juco and then kids aren't going to juco they're just going in the portal so it's kind of a two-fold mix i talked to a, a coach uh, uh administrator yesterday um and uh his name's chris Fourier. uh four he's here in socal i always fuck his name up i apologize chris he's a principal and he, he's really uh well-respected guy in the high school ranks. And he asked me about a tweet that someone, someone said, uh, the portal is not, this is not the issue. The issue that high school kids aren't being recruited is for X, Y, Z. And when I read the whole thing, I'm like, no, it's not true. High school kids are not being recruited throughout the nation. Go ask the high schools, <laughs> go ask the high school coaches who text me every day saying, coach, can you help this kid out? Listen, the portal is not, the portal has, is a candy store. Why would you go get inexperienced high school kids if you can go get a two-year guy in Division I portal to come help you win now? Four-year schools have to keep up with the Joneses. They need experienced guys who already have played. They cannot risk high school recruits right now like we once did. That's what the truth is. And uh, you're still getting high school kids here and there and all that to fill your quota. But they're not playing right now. You're just getting a lot of retread portal kids. And it's unfortunate. But that's what's happening across the country. That's what's happening across, across the country. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Um it's going to be interesting. I got to get into this thing, man. We got, we're just getting the show started. I appreciate everybody joining me. Matt will join me here in a little while. I, I, I want to get into this thing. I just found out about this guy named Twitch. All right. Now, Twitch passed away yesterday. And I, I, I use that word lightly, passed away. I don't want to hear about the sudden passing of this guy, Twitch. Mike Leach passed away. This cat took his own life. That's not passing away. Sorry to keep it real with y'all. That's not passing away. He took his own life, which is, in my opinion, the single most cowardly act you can make during your time on this earth. You left your family behind. I just found out about this guy. I had no idea who he was. He was trending all over the place. Everybody was tweeting out praise and 
and worshiping this guy and praising this kid and mourning for him and 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 all this shit. And I just got to be honest, I know there's going to be a controversial take and it'll probably be on Twitter later. But I just got to be honest. This guy works on the Ellen DeGeneres show. He makes a lot of money. I hear he's very successful. He's got a beautiful wife and kids. And he did a video just the day before yesterday looking very happy. And and has the thought one day waking up saying, shit, dog, I'm done. I think I'm going to smoke my motherfucking self today. Life is just too hard. I find that to be a very, very serious slap in the fucking face to every war veteran out here on Skid Row, downtown L.A., San Diego, San Francisco, across America right now, living in the street who haven't found the reason to off themselves yet. But they're still struggling and striving and trying to be somewhat optimistic, whether it's just this much left in their brain to not take their own life. And they don't have millions of dollars living in a fancy house with a beautiful wife and kids. Anthony Bourdain, he traveled the world. He ate at five-star places. He he, he flew private jets. and, And one day he says, shit, dog, I can't do it. He fucking hangs himself. Well, fuck me running. Uh, I lived in a car in Compton, probably the only white boy in the city. I was eaten up by ants every day that were in the car I didn't know about. I had fucking marks everywhere. I looked like spiders bit me. And said, fuck this, dog. I got to find a better way. Not an easier way, but a better way. And guess what? So did all my homeboys, ironically. Why is it that I don't see cats in the hood off in their motherfucking selves every day? Because I got to be real. White, black, brown, I don't care if you're from a bad situation. I know guys that got five baby mamas, a gang of kids, fucking debt, student loans, IRS is after their motherfucking ass, fucking repo man's trying to find their car every day. They're fucking hiding their car all over town so the repo man don't get it. And you know what? They don't kill them motherfucking selves. They don't kill their selves. I'm just confused as to why these folks get so much praise and worship when we got cats on the streets dying involuntarily, struggling to stay alive, hoping there's a better way on the other side. I don't know anyone that has killed them motherfucking selves who come from the same drug through the mud streets that I have. Yet we praise and worship the rich who have everything. Don't fucking tell me they don't have everything, coach. You don't know what they're going through. They got so much mental health. Fuck you and your mental health, motherfuckers. You motherfuckers are mentally weak as fuck. There ain't no fucking thing in the world that can, nobody in the world or no fucking thing you can tell me that this dude couldn't fucking figure it out. I don't want to hear mental health. I don't want to hear 
you don't know what they're going through. Coach smiling on the outside and keeping it in is totally different. Shut the fuck up. I've been smiling on the outside motherfucker for 46 years. Shut the fuck up. I'm tired of hearing about this motherfucker. I don't want to hear no more fucking praise and worship. When I got homies in the streets dying every day, trying to actually feed their fucking families. But we want to praise and worship a motherfucker you didn't even know. I love seeing the motherfucking big time platform people. The ESPN, the influencers that are very big. Oh my God, praise the kids and the family. And oh my God, pray for everybody involved for Twitch that died. He killed himself. He didn't pass away. He killed himself. Why are you worshiping in this motherfucker? How about you say, you know what? I'm sorry for the wife and the kids. You have to go through this, but your husband was a weak-minded motherfucker who killed himself off and left his kids with a single mother now to fend for everything. How about we do that? So we can stop the noise, so we can put an end to this weak-minded bullshit, and maybe we can start spreading that. But guess what? When you keep praising weak, Keep praising soft. Keep praising motherfucking cowardly acts. You're going to have more cowardly fucking acts. And we keep seeing this shit. I'm sorry, but I don't feel sorry for Anthony Bourdain, for Twitch, for all these motherfuckers. When I'm in the streets every day and see the real. And you can't tell me that money don't mean nothing, coach. It ain't happiness. I, I agree. I don't think money's everything either. But I know this. Motherfuckers with money sure know how to help other folks. Cats that are broke, I've never been able to see a motherfucker help anybody. You got to have money to help somebody. Sorry. And he couldn't even help himself. It's mental health, coach. No, it's not. It's fucking a cowardly act to leave your wife and kids behind because you didn't want to face whatever was going on. And I would not be shocked if later on something comes out that this cat did. And I'm not going to assume anything, but I've seen this happen a lot. Cats do something. And don't want to face the facts. I'm not saying he cheated on his wife. I'm not saying he did something crazy. But if it came out, it would not shock me. I'm just telling you real. It would not shock me. I just don't get how we praise the weak who we don't even know. But we won't fucking praise the homies who we grew up with who are really struggling on a daily we rather buy Michael Jordan's shoes from a motherfucker we never will meet in our lives who don't give a fuck about you before we'll fucking help out the homies small business. <clears throat> I got homies that won't buy my whiskey, but will buy Jordan's to make this motherfucker more of a billionaire and to not support me. Now, I'm just saying this. I'm, I don't really have that. I do have that, actually, but I don't care. I'm just saying, this is happening at an all-time rate. We don't help each other. The ones that are middle-class, blue-collar, we won't help each other. When a cat starts a small business, they won't help each other out. But you'll help a motherfucker who's a billionaire who you don't know, who gives a fuck less about you, and you don't praise your homies that you grew up with and keeping their minds right, but you'll praise a motherfucker you had no clue who he was, who's a millionaire on Ellen DeGeneres' show, and you're going to praise him for killing himself. 
motherfucker, you don't even know this motherfucker. All I do know is he left his kids and wife behind. To me, it's a cowardly bitch made motherfucking act. Sorry, I'm the only one that's going to say it, but guess what? I'm saying it. So you can fucking agree or disagree. I really don't give a fuck. But I'm tired of praising these soft motherfuckers who are killing themselves off because they don't want to face the motherfucking harsh reality of what's called life. And guess what? I'd rather face it with millions of dollars and a fucking beautiful family than in the street of Compton. But what do I fucking know? That's my little rant today to start the show off because we're just starting this show off, by the way. Um... Apparently, apparently he fucking killed himself with a shotgun. And some people are even fighting the fact that he's, it's hard to pull a trigger on a shotgun to kill yourself. It's actually not. I'm tired of hearing that fucking theory as well. But there's a video of him the night before dancing with his wife in the house doing a TikTok. And everyone's like, no way he killed himself. I'm calling homicide. Motherfucker, please. You know how many motherfuckers I know smile in your face and will fucking slice your fucking neck out behind you tomorrow? You know how many motherfuckers I know smile every day and are fucking miserable when they go home? It's called alcoholics. Have you ever seen one of those guys? Have you ever seen them functional alcoholic? Have you ever heard of one of those guys? who are fucking working their ass off all day long, smiling, being a team player, and then they go home and beat their fucking wife to a pulp and fucking drink all night long and lock their kids in a closet. You've never heard of these type of people? Oh, is that a shocker to you that you don't never heard of that guy? I know a few of those guys, dumb fucks. Stop with the bullshit that he got killed now because he's happy. <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer's fucking was happy too, motherfuckers. God damn, you guys are so fucking oblivious to what is real out here. You motherfuckers really think what you see is what it is. You really thought everything on Netflix is who I am and because they said it. Like, it fucking blows my mind. You just heard from Calvin about Mike Leach. Everyone's talking about Mike Leach doing this, this, and this. Well, he's the same guy that we all thought he was in the profession. He's not different. Everyone out here is now saying, oh, that's not really how he is. No way he could be that way. Really? Yeah, it is, actually. But you're making assumptions of motherfuckers. It blows my fucking mind that you really think what you see is what it is. Unfucking believable, man. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, no shit, man. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member, man. We got a lot to do. But what do I know, man? I don't know. I don't know shit. Um, RG3, apologize. Uh, he's got to be the dumbest fucking human on earth. I don't know how. Why is he on so much? He's on commercials. He's on TV. He's on college. He's on NFL. Why is this fuck on everything? He has to have the most dirt ever assembled over the NFL, over these networks. He has to have so much dirt. I agree with Warren Sapp. He has something on someone of a major proportion. 
There's no fucking way you could have this fucking idiot on every single fucking time I turn my TV on. I see RG fucking three. There's just no way. He is the dumbest fucking human. He takes the has the dumbest fucking takes, and he is absolutely horrible and wrong at everything he says on his job, which he is being paid for. How can you be so bad and be paid? But guess what? We have coaches out here who are bad and get paid every day. We got business people out here that are horrible at their job and get paid every day. We have ADs and presidents and administrators who are the worst at their job and are getting paid every day. But like the California coaches who are bitching that they aren't on ESPN last week for the state title game, you don't do nothing about it. It's going to continue. So how about you do something about it? And start fucking making you guys hold the fucking sword. You hold the keys to the fucking vehicle. You have the players, you have the jobs, you have the coaching job. Once you say, you know what, we're not gonna play this week. We're not going to play. We're going to sit out and we're not gonna do we're gonna do something. If you all get together and say, listen, we want to change, we want coaches to be paid, California. We're one of the third largest economies in the world, and we can't figure out how to pay more coaches in high school and college in California, the largest numbered state in the world, in the country. We can't figure out how to pay walk-on coaches in high school. We can't figure out how to get more full-time jobs without having a fucking credential, which is basically a third degree. So basically, you got to get your bachelor's. Then you got to go get a credential, which is another degree, basically. And then you got to get a master's degree if you want to go to college. And then you got no child left behind. You got to do a shut the fuck up. And guess what? None of those fucking pieces of paper are worth wiping your ass with because they help you zero on the fucking job. Do you think the degrees helped me get kids to the NFL and getting through life and getting them graduated and getting them to figure out how to be good kids? You think those fucking degrees helped me fucking figure that out? Do you think these degrees are really helping fucking Nick Saban get players to the NFL and make millions of dollars? Do you really fucking think that those degrees are helping these guys do that? Some of you will say yes, and it's unfucking believable. It's unfucking believable. It is unfucking believable. It's unbelievable, man. I just. Oh. Yeah, it's bad. Um. Turns out soccer reporter Grant Wall died from an aortic aneurysm, not foul play. He was 49, and apparently he was just vaccinated, and uh, it's crazy. An aortic aneurysm is what I think they're going to come out and say Mike Leach died of. And now you have all these conspiracy theorists saying Mike Leach died from getting jabbed and getting a booster shot. This guy seems to have been vaccinated beforehand because he could not go over to Qatar um, without it. Dog, I don't know. Listen, I'm not into the fucking conspiracies. I don't know enough about it. I'm not going to put my foot in my mouth. But listen, what you don't know sometimes is what happens. Okay? Sorry. What you don't know, what we don't know sometimes and more than often is what really does happen. 
I don't know if that's to be the case. I'm just letting you know. There's some awkward things happening out there, man. Um, OBJ will likely sign in 2023 if anyone gives a fuck. Guess what? It's all about what have you done for me lately. Nobody gives a fuck, OBJ. You're not that good anymore. You're not the guy. You're injury prone. You're fucking hurt all the time. You didn't. You haven't played since the Super Bowl. You'd rather play video games and look around on Twitter and Instagram and fuck around and, and be happy as fuck and doing stupid shit. I don't believe you want to come back and play and be really, really gone. I don't see you out there grinding and working, trying to get back on the field. You ex you think that everyone owes you something. You're going to find out this league is very, very unforgiving. They don't owe you shit. And you're going to be sitting there left out there being another T.O. at 40 asking to come back and play in the playoffs. He owes fucking 50, by the way, doing it. So, uh, number four ranked Alabama defeats Memphis in basketball 91-88. UCLA beat the shit out of Maryland last night. Uh, top 20 teams. Four-star linebacker Arion Carter commits to Tennessee over Ohio State and Alabama. If you hadn't seen what he did, he was one of these guys that swapped out five different hats. And he did this whole fucking hat thing. Um, see, if I was the other schools that he slided with the hat thing, Ohio State and Alabama, when it comes to the portal, don't take him. Because he's going to come back to Ohio State or Alabama after he leaves Tennessee in the portal. And that's what we do know to happen and be for sure. So don't take him. Don't fucking take him. How about we change the narrative now? Don't take him. I, I, I just don't get it. Like, it blows my fucking mind. Um, Aiden Payne says, OBJ trains every day. I'm 100% positive. Did he train yesterday? Did he train yesterday, Aiden? No, he didn't. He was doing a model shoot. How are you 100% positive? I love when I hear these takes. How do you know he was 100% positive? How are you so sure? Were you with him? Are you with him? Because, see, I actually have ties that I could call people and say, hey, dog, what's going on? Oh, man, I'm just out here working out, OBJ. Because maybe I know the motherfucker who actually trains OBJ. Have you ever thought of that, Aiden Payne? Do you know that? Do you know that I'm kind of that motherfucker? I don't know if you know that. I don't know if you realize that. <laughs> like, cause I just told you how I know he's not. The fuck you mean? I just fucking told you how I know. But how are you making false claims that he does work out every day? Is the fucking question, motherfucker. Don't question my motherfucking ass. I can actually show you. Can you show me? I, don't, the fucking... Unbelievable audacity by some of you fucking idiots on Twitter, in the chat, on social media. I know for a fact he works out every day. No, you don't. Shut the fuck up. Do you know what fact means? OBJ was on a plane yesterday, he traveled across the country, by the way, and then he did a podcast, and then he got back on the plane and, and flew to another air destination. When did he work out, bro? When did he work out, homie? 
<laughs> I know for a fact, 100%, he worked out every day. <laughs> no, I know for a fact, 100%, that you are a fucking idiot, and I have secondhand embarrassment for you because you're an assumer. You assume that you know things about fans because you're a fanboy and you want to fucking suck the dicks of people you wish you were. That is 100% accurate. So stop putting 100% under your name unless you say I'm 100% a dick rider and I just follow people that I wish I was. But I have a little dick and I'm little dick syndrome sufferer and my bitch got snatched at the prom and I hate everyone else in life. And I just want to say I know everything. <laughs> Unfucking believable, man. Some of you motherfuckers. Just get the fuck out of my way. Uh, former Arizona basketball coach Sean Miller will not receive any sanctions, by the way. Um, no sanctions. But Jim Beheim hasn't got his wins back? Are you fucking joking me? To me, one of the greatest basketball coaches ever, Jim Beheim, got fucked over two years ago by taking his wins. But Sean Miller, who I know was a fucking criminal in the things he did in the whole fucking scandal with all these different other people that fucking KU happened in Kansas and Kentucky and the Adidas scandal. I know a lot of shit about this. Sean Miller is one of the main motherfuckers involved. But he won't receive any sanctions. You know why? Because NIL is now legal. That's why. Guarantee you. But guess what? Jim Beheim's wins aren't given back. Reggie Bush's fucking awards not given back. Get the fuck out of here, man. You motherfuckers pick and choose non-caring assholes of America. You will take a shitbird, not sanction them. But one of the greatest ever who loves on his kids, who helps his kids to this day, Jim Beheim helps fucking Carmelo Anthony to this day. Stevie Thompson, Jason Hart, all these L.A. kids that used to go out to Syracuse. Jim Beheim used to be at my high school, Artesia High, every fucking day recruiting Ed O'Bannon, Charles O'Bannon, Evandre Jones. He recruited all these different guys, James Hart and fucking Jason Capono, all at my high school. I used to see him at my high school all the fucking time. He truly cares for his kids. Helps him to this day. Sean Miller's a fuck. And now he's not sanctioned and Jim Beheim still don't get his wins back? You guys are fucked, dude. I'm just telling you right now. I don't know. You guys are so fucked up. I had Frank Martin on this show, if you guys remember. He's a fucking Jim. By the way, he's unbelievable. He, he, he Him and Jim are, Beheim are similar. I actually talk to Frank all the, all the, quite often. He's, he's at UMass coaching it up. And... We say the same thing. We're saying the same fucking thing right now. This guy don't get sanctioned, but Jim don't get his wins back. Fucking unbelievable. I don't understand how wins or winning the Heisman and Reggie Bush's case. How the fuck is that have to do with anything? I'm just confused. So, did the car you buy Reggie Bush, did that help him fucking become top three college football player of all time? I'm curious. Did that help him fucking 
unbelievably just shred Fresno State that one night when it was a shootout in the Coliseum. Did that help Reggie Bush win the Heisman? Did it help him win a national title? Or was he just a fucking freak? Like, why don't we understand that Barry Bonds' hand-eye coordination is unmatched, unrivaled? When he came out of the womb, he was better than everyone else. PEDs is what everyone's doing and everyone's done for a fucking hundred years, by the way, in some facet, shape, or form. Has nothing to do with your eye con- fucking hand-eye coordination. Pete Rose being honest and coming out and telling everyone to get fucked that I bet on my own motherfucking team is now having to do with his judgment on how great he was. Oh, you can't go in the Hall of Fame. It is a fucking unbelievable. Pete Rose and I share something in common. I've got to speak with Pete Rose, fucking salt of the earth. Why is it always the salt of the earth people that care for kids, care for people, good humans to people, always the ones that get fucked? And the shitbirds who smile in your face and stab you in the back, the ones that get fucking crowned as these special great humans. Why is that? I'm confused. And it's been that way for a long, long time. One can argue it's cancel culture now and how soft we've become now and we don't like truth and we don't like real shit. We can argue that. But guess what? Pete Rose has been fucked for a long time. I've been fucked for quite a while now. And I've always been hated on because I was better than everyone else at what I did. I took players. I out-recruited you. I sold my program over what you did. So guess what? I automatically was hated on. Pete Rose automatically hated on because he told the truth. He told you to get fucked and he didn't smile in your face and fucking stab you in the back. We actually tell you in your face, this is what we think of you. So you don't have to worry about me stabbing you in the back later. That's what people don't respect. I respect the fact that I will tell you in your face, you're a piece of shit. Now at least you know how I feel. I don't got to worry about getting stabbed in the back anymore. I'd rather live that way than having to worry about a motherfucker smiling in my face, telling me that he's my friend for 30 years and then stabbing me in the back later. I'd rather live that way than the other. Sorry to be honest with you, but this is just a tell fucking honest Thursday for me because this is a, I'm tired of dealing with the bullshit All you naysayers all have your own fucked up way of thinking. And you're not right, dog. You're fucking confused and soft. And you're you're scared of the truth. Guess what? Here's another fun truth fact. We're all going to die. We're all going to die very shortly. In retrospectively speaking, we're going to die very quickly. uh, On the great spectrum of things. Life is short. Okay. Let's just say you do live till you're a hundred years old. hundred years is so fucking short and minute compared to how long you're going to be dead. We broke this down the other day, but let's just say you live till you're 80. Okay. 80 years dog is not a long time. I don't even know if I want to live till 80 and I'm 46 already. I don't know if I want to live till 80 because I don't know how fun 80 is going to be for me. 
I don't know if I want to just sit up and lay around. I'm going to live the next 34, 33 years. I want to live fun, happy. I may not live to 80. I don't know. But I don't want to live till I'm 80 if I'm just sitting there in a lump of fucking coal. Dick can't get hard. Can't do nothing. I don't know if I want to do that. So, having said that, um, hey, shout out to you, man. Mom and dad, 92, doing pretty well. Hey, fucking kudos. Like, I love it. My dad died at 67. My dad was very, very young. 20 years from me right now. He passed away fucking 18 years ago. Um, my mom just turned 70. All right. My mom just turned 70 on November 30th. Shout out to my mom turning 70. Still looks like she's 40. Um, so I'm not saying that. That it's not. The longer you can live and you love life, fucking do it. I'm not saying everyone should die at 80. What I'm saying is, um, I just don't, I don't think you have to be force fed this thing. And life is very, very short. Even if you live till you're 100, it's very, very short when we're thinking of the broad spectrum of things. And I just don't know why we have to lie to each other in this very short time. Life is too short to lie to each other, dog. Just keep it real and keep it pushing. In this short world we're in, that the time frame that we're in this world, on this earth. Why not be truth and full? Truthful. Tell each other the fucking truth. You ain't going to be here much longer, homie. Tell the fucking truth. So you want to live a lie for your short, miserable life? You want to live a lie? Fuck that. Fuck you. I'm telling the truth. And I'm going to die over the sword doing it. As I'm dying, as everyone kisses my ass while I'm being buried head first, I don't give a fuck. I want to be buried face down so you all can kiss my fucking ass. That's just the truth. Um, I'm going to tell you the truth that day, the day I die. So I'm just throwing that out there. Selena, fuck, man. Congratulations. Go bowl with your 92-year-old mother. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, Aiden Payne, your dream is to become a commentator for ESPN. I can see that. So you can spit more fake fucking news and bullshit. I can tell that. That's who you are. I'm pretty fucking sure that's who you are. So guaranteed, that's why you want to be on ESPN. They've already brainwashed your motherfucking ass. I guarantee, I know what you won't be. You won't be a co-host on this motherfucking show with me. You won't be on no real ass fucking show, but you'll be on ESPN. You probably will be too. You and Bruce Helms. <laughs> you and Bruce Helms are going to be fucking Stephen A and Molly. I don't know which one's Molly, but one of you motherfuckers is Molly. <laughs> Uh, Live Golf adds three events in the United States for 2023. Uh, Dak Prescott, uh, since returning from thumb injury, week seven, tied for the most interceptions in the NFL over that span, uh, if you don't know that. Um, 
Oh, I don't give a fuck about you disagreeing, Aiden. I don't give a fuck about disagreeing. I like that you disagree. I actually respect people that disagree with me. But you're not talking about disagreement. You're talking about the dumbass takes that you have, in which I disagree in. So now what? <laughs> um. Thomas Kwan, when are you going to see me coach again? Man, I, I get asked that question probably 50 times a day. No lie. 50 times a day I get asked that question. Um, and I don't, I don't know if I will, dog. I don't know if I'll ever coach again. I don't really have a burning desire to do so right now. Um, do you think I'm going to fucking go in here and, 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 and fucking deal with these cats? Do you think I'm really going to go deal with the cats that – that I see on a daily basis? Fuck no. So that's number one. If you really think I can handle these kids, fuck no. Um, so Aiden, you couldn't be my dick coordinator. Shut the fuck up. You gonna hold my dick while I walk around so it don't drag the floor, motherfucker? That's all you could do. Let's get into the show. Uh, Matt, I don't know if Matt's joining me or not. I haven't heard from him. Um, he usually just calls in. So um, we'll see. Uh, if not, then he's not. But you know what? The world keeps moving. The life keeps going. I don't understand it. Why people hate it. That's what it is. I could be a motherfucking rhymer around here. Can I, I should be a singer. Can I be a singer? I might be a singer. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I should be a fucking singer. That's what I think I'm going to be. Singer. I love people that have 41 followers who have the paid blue uh, verification that sends me a thing. I can get you verified on Instagram. Well, first of all, my Instagram was verified. Uh, it was deleted um, about a year ago. Um, number one. Number two, um, number two, you paid for a verification. You have 40 followers. You're a nobody. See, Elon, you haven't figured that out. This is a fake fuck who paid for your fucking verification who's now harassing me. You haven't figured that shit out, Elon Musk. Fucking genius. Oh, I'm getting rid of bots. No, you're not. Shut the fuck up. Bots make you money. Don't fucking lie to me. He has you. He may have you all motherfuckers fooled, but I'm not the one that's going to do the fake one. If you think I'm buying a fucking check mark, you're out of your fucking mind. Um, it is what it is. People ask me all the time. I know people on YouTube who have paid for followers or subscribers or whatever. And it boosts their show and it gets them paid. And I'm like, hey, man, whatever floats your boat. They're like, dog, you could do it, JB. You could blow up. I'm like, eh, I'm good. They're like, dog, you don't want to make I'm like, eh, I'm going to make it the real way. Uh, I'm not the liver king. I'm not going to fake the funk. I'm going to be who I am all the time. And that's the only thing that I have when I leave this earth is my fucking word. My integrity 
is going to be intact. I am sorry, but that is what it is. I don't want to pass away and leave this earth saying, fuck, I should have never paid for those fucking followers. I should have never paid the $8 for that fucking blue check mark. At least that's the one thing I can go out of this fucking world with and uh, knowing that I stood by my conviction, said what I fucking thought. And you know what? I ain't buying a fucking fake fucking anything. I don't do fake ass. I don't do fake titties. I do do fake titties. Let me retract that. I got to say, I do fake titties here and there. If the ass is real, I'll take a fake titty. But I don't do fake titties, fake ass, fake lips. I love a bitch that walks up and is like, how you doing? And her lips are this fucking big. Have you seen these people? Their fucking lips are this big. I'm like, where are your eyes at? This bitch's lips are right here. Look at me. This is the lip. Can you see my eyes? You can't even see my eyes. This is a bitch I saw at fucking Stater Brothers the other day. She came up to me and was like, my son loves you. Her fucking lips are like this. I couldn't even see her eyes. And I'm sitting there like, what in the fuck? Did a bee sting you? But no, her eyes are right here. I'm like, can you move your lip so I can see your eye, motherfucker? Can I spread your lips around this motherfucker? But that is what we have. And she thinks she looked good. And I'm like, God damn, dog. Why are we so fake? Why are we so fucking fake? Listen, God gave you the dick size that he gave you. He gave you a vagina or a penis. He gave you the flat ass that you have and the flat titties that you have. Or he gave you a monster dick, real ass, real titties, real lips, And you have to live with it. God made you ugly as a fucking frog shit. Or he made you a fucking model. You have to live with it. I am sorry to break the news. That is what we have. And listen. I'm not knocking you that you are fat and ugly. I'm not knocking you. And you know what? Only the fucking, you're pretty inside, right? <laughs> you're pretty on the inside, dog. Like, that's how I look at it. You look, you're pretty on the inside. That's how I look at it. Like, you're pretty on the inside, man. Come on, man. But seriously, like, come on, dog. Everyone I know that's ugly are some good fucking people. But there are some ugly motherfuckers who think that because they got fake lips and ass and a fucking fake titties, that now all of a sudden, they're the shit. I'm like, pump your brakes now, bitch. If I stick this fucking pin at you, I will pop all that shit. And you will be back to being looking like hammered dog shit. So one pop of the pin, you're right back to being hammered shit. So let's calm down. You have a bunch of fake accessories all over your body, and I'm going to pop away, motherfucker. I'll pop your motherfucking ass, and your ass will be gone. You'll be back to hammer shit. So let's pump our brakes. Do not take for granted 
the luxuries that we have in this world by paying for shit that you have to get to feel good inside. But what do I know? <sighs> I'm just kind of keeping it real. Let me let me break this down. I'm not even going to talk to you about this. I, I, it's not even on my show today, as most of it's ad-libbed here. But before we get into some NFL talk for tonight, people want to talk about it's all about confidence. Guess what? If you have to buy fake shit to be confident, if, if you have to buy fake things to be confident in your everyday life, I got to be honest. This is the reason why we live in a society that is so fucked up and soft and dependent on everyone else and enabled and why people are still in my packages every day. I bought a showerhead. I got to be I got to be frank here. I did some illegal things. I bought a showerhead on Amazon. Due to the water situation in California, they would not ship the showerhead to my house. I want this fancy, powerful showerhead that Pat Perez has at his house in Arizona. And I'm like, where the fuck you get this? This thing's unbelievable. My showerhead is shitty, and I even bought a sexy bet, big one, waterfall one, rainfall one or whatever. And the power, the pressure is shitty. I hate it. So I'm like, fuck. So I found out this scheme. So I sent it to friend of mine out of state and i said hey can you mail this to me so it all went through fine boom comes to my house guess what we have a fucking mail break in it's been happening around socal at an alarming rate people are stealing packages people are breaking into mailboxes all over the world right now country right now because we're in the softest generation of all time these kids do not want to work. They want to go steal your packages. They want to go rob the mail lady, get the keys, get all their packages. You know you're stealing underwear, people. Do you know you're stealing a shower head? What are you going to do with the shower head, motherfucker? Are you going to go put the shower head on your dick? Where are you putting the shower head? Up your ass? Are you going to put the shower head at your mama's house? Where are you putting the shower head? I'm curious. What are you... You know you just stole all the floss that I bought from Amazon? Are you going to floss your ass? You're not flossing, motherfucker. Shut up. Do you know that you stole my dog's fucking bones? Are you going to fuck yourself with them? What are you going to do with my dog bones? You got a dog? You going to give it to your dog? Do we understand what you're stealing? You are the most uneducated, disrespectful, dumb, soft fucking generation in the history of the United States of America. I just want to throw that out there. And if I catch you in my mail, I'm telling you, you are going to have to have your daddy come identify you and say, that ain't my son. No fucking way. That's him. Because I'm going to beat you so bad. And I'm going to put it on tape. We're going to put on TMZ. I'm going to call my buddy at TMZ who runs TMZ. I'm going to say, hey, put this fucking video on here. 
This is what happens to fuckers that break into your mail. Because it's a federal offense to steal mail. And guess what? I've seen motherfuckers just keep tapping them on the wrist, allowing these kids to steal your mail. And I'm, I haven't seen the chat yet on the show. But I know a lot of you probably are like, fuck, my mail's been stolen too. And look, I, first, I turn over here and look, I had my dog's med stolen from my front porch in San Diego. First thing I see, look at this. Dog, I'm telling you. So you know what I'm doing today? That's why I have to end the show a little early. I'm not ending it yet, but I, I, I'm going to end it a little short, uh, short today. You know why? This is why. Let me explain why. I'm going to cancel my mail, and I'm going to get a P.O. box, and I'm going to have the P.O. box take all my shit. And now I'm going to pay for a P.O. box, cancel my mail. See, I live in it. I built a home here from scratch. And in and, and, and these new tracks, you, you, you have this community mailbox that's not even near your house. So I asked HOA. HOA hates me, by the way. I, I don't pay HOA. I, I'm actually fighting them. Oh, I just got a thing right here. Look. No shit. I, I swear to God, on my ring. Okay? On my ring right there. What does it say? Alert. Mailbox. Mailbox theft. Fucking joking me? So anyway. Um, it's a legit showerhead, Anthony Johns. I got to be honest. Somebody said, number one Garden City boy. That's his name. He has a picture of Jeff Sims. Um, he put in, reasons you, my friend, will never have a comfy MSSU job like my boy Jeff Sims. <laughs> have you seen your boy Jeff Sims in the news lately? <laughs> hey, guy, you should probably be careful who you fake. You should probably be careful on what profiles you represent. I don't know if you know this, but your boy Jeff Sims is all in the news right now. Sorry. And I'm, I could be a dick and blast it out and say I told you so, but I'm not. You haven't seen me do that, have you? Nobody's seen me do that, huh? But we got guys who are faking to be him when they don't even realize that their fucking guy they're faking is in the news right now because they just set back to college about fucking 10 years for sanctions. And... By the way, he had a kid die under his watch. I don't know if you know that. I don't know if that's a guy I would be wanting to represent. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. I don't know if you knew that. Um, unfucking believable. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <sighs> Hey, Garden City guy, how about that? Did you know that? Sims came to Southern from Garden City Community College in Kansas, where he went 2-9 and nine in 2019 with the Lions. There was 2020 season due to COVID. Southern assume, announced in December 20 he had been relieved of his duties and that he would have to pay him 90 k in severance and about 20000 in administrative leave pay, according to separation agreement. According to the infractions, Sims, let me see. 
According to the infractions, Sims threatened staff jobs if athletes didn't perform academically and then didn't monitor the involvement of the staff and athletes' academics leading to an unidentified assistant engaging in academic misconduct. Now, listen, I don't know if any of this is true or not, but all I know is you're faking to be Jeff Sims, and this is what's in the news today. So you should be careful on who you fake to be. I love when these dick writers... I mean, I couldn't fake to be anybody, especially another man. But you're faking to be someone is unbelievable. <laughs> you should probably change your profile to a big old fake titty. Put a big fake titty on there instead of Jeff Sims' face. How about you just let us go in peace? Stop fucking with Jeff Sims. Stop fucking with me. Stop worrying about what people do. How about you just shut the fuck up out there when you're fake people? How about you just stop being fake? <sighs> unbelievable. Unbelievable what people say about it, people. It's unbelievable. But it is what it is. Uh, Gabe Gotti. Wonder what happened to that motherfucker. Um, wonder what happened to that motherfucker. Uh, 13 of the 14 playoff spots are still up for grabs in the NFL. Not only that, but the AFC North and the NFC South are completely wide open. So you got the AFC playoff projection. I'm going to get into it before I talk about tonight's game. Uh, the Bills, Chiefs, Ravens, Titans are in this projection. Okay, I want to throw this out there. Right now, the Ravens are in the lead because of the tiebreaker, but the Bengals are the better team, in my opinion. So the wild card one would be the Bengals. Wild card two right now would be the Dolphins. And wild card three right now is the Chargers. On the outside looking in, you got a 49% chance of getting in if you're the Patriots, a 33% chance if you're the Jets. The Jaguars still have a 13% chance. And then if you look down, the Colts, the Raiders, and the Browns still have a fucking chance. And the Steelers have a 0.1% chance. So we know those teams probably aren't going to get in. I would, I would actually cut from the Jaguars down. You're not going to get those guys in. So the Texans and the Broncos have officially been eliminated. All right. Now, in the NFC side of things, on the NFC side of things, the Eagles, Vikings, Niners, and Bucks right now hold the for sure shoe in lock. Wild card right now is the Cowboys, Commanders, and Seahawks right now as of today. On the outside looking in, the Giants have a 57% chance of getting in. The Panthers are still in the mix at 20%. And the Lions are sitting there at 14%. Packers, Falcons, Saints are still not eliminated. But elimination, who has been eliminated? The Cardinals, the Bears, and the Rams have all been eliminated. So the Cardinals are playing spoiler tonight, so everyone knows they are not in the hunt. They have no. They have Colt McCoy. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury is probably going to be fired. He could be probably fired tonight. Who knows? And playoff matchups based on these projections, I want to know who you think is going to win. All right? So based on what's in right now, the Chiefs would play the Chargers in the first round, which to me is a travesty in the NFL. They should not be playing for a third time. Not yet. Playing the AFC title game, I get it. But in the first round, this has to be changed. You have to change the system. The Bucs don't belong 
And if they win the division, they shouldn't be in, even though they won the division. I don't think so. I think you need to just number them from one to fucking 14 and say, these are the best teams. And if they're the same teams in the division, so be it. And if you don't make that top 14, then you don't get in. I don't care if you're the best team in your division. You're in the best team of a shitty division. But we need to change that so the Chiefs won't play the Chargers game one. Because to me, it's stupid. The Ravens would play the Dolphins and the Titans would play the Bengals if the league ended today. Okay? Um, If the league ended today. So, NFC buys. uh, Our AFC buy would be the Bills right now and the NFC buy would be the Eagles right now. All right? So, going to the NFC. Vikings would play the Seahawks. The 49ers would play the Commanders. And the Bucks would play the Cowboys. So, do you see any team outside looking in, making it into these playoffs? I I, I don't know, dog. I don't know. The Patriots are still in the mix. Uh, the Lions are still in the mix. I don't want to play the Lions if I'm anybody right now. And if the Lions can win out, they will have won nine out of ten football games, which is hard in any era to do, um, and it's hard to do fucking any time i don't care and they can win out and still not get in the playoffs by the way people which would be a fucking harsh reality of what this nfl really is but i believe the lions went out they will get in and they would be a fun team to watch in the playoffs the game would be like 49 48 <laughs> the lions would lose <laughs> um So it is what it is. I don't know. I'm not. I'm. I'm just curious. I don't know who's gonna. I don't know who's gonna get in that. I don't know who's gonna get in that deal. Uh exactly. Eleven win season. They they're the they're the wild card. Like right now, the Cowboys are the wild card, and the Bucks are the fucking team sitting in there at one. Like to me, that just don't sit right. But it is what it is. Let's take a look at college football recruiting rankings. Uh, less than one week before National Signing Day, Alabama is number one again. They got three five-stars, 21 four-stars, and the class is headlined by five-star safety Caleb Downs, the number six-ranked player in the nation. So Alabama stills winning. Number two, Georgia. Again, Alabama and Georgia seem to lead the nation. One five-star, 19 four-stars, and the class is headlined by five-star corner A.J. Harris, the number 32 player in the nation. Notre Dame, number three recruiting class, uh, one five-star, 21 four-stars, and the class is headlined by five-star safety, Peyton Brown, the number 14 overall player in America. Number four, Ohio State, one five-star, 18 four-stars, and the class is headlined by five-star wide receiver, Brandon Ennis, number 29 overall player in America. Uh, Number five, Texas, three five-stars, 10 four-stars. And the class is headlined by five-star quarterback Archie Manning, who's the number one ranked player in America. Number six, Miami has two five-stars, 11 four-stars, and the class is headlined by five-star corner Carmani McLean, number two overall player in America. Miami has them. LSU's number seven. Oklahoma is the number eight ranked team recruiting class. Tennessee is number nine. Headlined by my kid, Nico, number four overall player in America. Number 10 is Florida. Has zero five-stars, 18 four-stars, and the class is headlined by four-star quarterback Jaden Rashada, who many believe to have the strongest arm in the class. That's the top 10. USC's not in it. Florida State's not in it. 
Clemson's not in it. Michigan's not in it. Oregon's not in it. These blue blood schools that we usually will see are just not in it. You got teams in here now that used to be every day, every year be in it. Notre Dame, Miami, Texas, they're back in it, which is, I think, good for football. But I, you got to have SC in there. And I think Oregon has been in there for the last few years. Now they're not in there. But you know why, though? I want to be clear you understand why SC is not in here. Because SC is number one in recruiting the portal. See, nobody wants to talk about this number one through 10 recruiting class. Don't understand. You don't get it. The portal is why you don't see these teams that are normally in the top 10 in the top 10 anymore. They're recruiting portal kids, which still allows them to sustain and win fucking games year in and year out. That's why you have Appalachian State beating Texas A&M. How is Texas A&M not in this thing with a fucking $30 million booster handout gift? Curious. I'm curious. I'm curious. How are you not in there and Jimbo still has a job? I'm curious. I don't understand how that how that is. I want to give you a couple inside takes that I just received. These are some top 20 largest, the, the top 20 largest NIL collectives, according to some sources. Spire Sports Group out of Tennessee. They are number one. This is why you see cats flipping to Tennessee right now like crazy. S-P-Y-R-E Sports Group is the number one NIL collective, and they are in Tennessee backing Tennessee. Number two is John Ruiz out of Miami. Straight up one cat is, is, is funding Miami's NILs. The fund, which is the big one in Texas A&M, has actually been bought by, by passed up by John Ruiz and Spire Sports. They are third. Division Street which is, I believe, a Nike-ran foundation off of off the books, which no one wants to say. They are in Oregon, Division Street, number four, top 20 largest NIL collective. Number five is Gator Collective Group out of Florida, representing the Florida Gators. Boulevard LLC, which I know personally, uh, they're right here in L.A. They're representing SC, SC's number six. The Foundation, which is number seven out of Ohio State. They're a backing group for NIL out of Ohio State. Eight is the Matador Club. By the way, that's a fucking big club that is representing Texas Tech. And then you got Clark Field Collective, which is representing the Longhorns, my boy Sark, in Texas. So you got Texas Tech, Texas, Texas A&M, all in the top nine as far as NIL booster groups. Number 10 is High Tide Traditions, Alabama. See, people don't realize, though, High Tide Traditions is going to throw enough money in there to make it fun, but Saban don't need to throw the house at you. He can still show you that I'm going to get you to the NFL. See, that's what people don't understand. The NFL is the number one NIL group that's not on this list. The NFL is the one group that you have over these cats and these NIL paying money groups. You want to go to the NFL or do you want to make fucking a quick dollar here at Tennessee? Like, why is no one talking about that? That's what I don't get. But anyway, 11 through 20, you got the classic city collections in Georgia, champion circle up at Michigan. East Lansing is a Michigan State, the NIL club. 
Hoosiers for good is Indiana top 14. I don't know why Indiana don't have better players. Athlete advantage in Kentucky. Stoops in Kentucky. Garnet Trust, South Carolina, starting to get in the top 20. Country Roads is a West Virginia backing booster system. Pony Sports, SMU. Wow, that's interesting. Uh, they've been there forever since Eric Dickerson was there. Triumph NIL, Virginia Tech. And then you got Friends of Wilbur and Friends. Wilbur and Friends, Arizona. They're back in the Arizona Wildcats. Arizona's fucking atrocious, so I don't know what they're getting out of it. Um, interesting. I don't know. That's just my take on that. Cowboy linebacker Micah Parsons asked the questions, is Jalen Hurts really that good or is it his team? Let's break that down. Micah Parsons literally said what I say every day. Kudos to Micah Parsons, a player that goes against Jalen, gets to see him on film. Why am I the asshole when I say it? But Micah Parsons now isn't. So they got some beef brewing between Philly and the Eagles, which it should be. We need more talking shit. We need more talking shit in the NFL. Fuck jersey swaps. Fuck swapping jerseys. Let's get back to talking shit. Swapping spit. Fuck swapping jerseys. Let's swap spit, talk shit, get after it, shake hands afterwards, and get the fuck on. Let's bring it back. I like Michael Parsons for talking shit, saying Jalen Hurts ain't really that fucking good. It's about the scheme. I've been telling you guys he's 50% at or behind the line of scrimmage with his throws. What do I know? They have a fucking great O-line and run game. They got two great perimeter wideouts. They got a good defense. But what do I know? Tell you right now, Jalen Hurts ain't winning no fucking Super Bowl. I'm telling you that right now. If he does, I'll go on live personally and say, I eat crow. I was wrong. Till he does, sticking with it. With Dion taking the job at Colorado, I really started to look back at his playing career. And people don't realize what a fucking freak of nature Dion was. He was a one island pony. Nobody even threw his way. Nobody even tried to throw his way. It doesn't matter what they did. They used to try to run combination routes to Dion. Couldn't get it done. Dion was a freak. I believe he uses that at Colorado to get those kids. He's already signed a couple five-star kids at Colorado, which they haven't done in years. Uh, between those two players, in my opinion, the most freakish nature athlete ever to walk the earth. Is it Dion or Bo Jackson? In your opinion, drop it in the chat. I think Bo Jackson's the greatest athlete of all time. I think Bo Jackson's the greatest player I've ever seen by far. He was by far a better bas baseball player than Dion. Football, we can argue, two to completely different deals. But Bo was as fast, if not faster, than Dion. He outweighed Dion by fucking 50 pounds. And you can argue that Bo was unbelievable in everything. And uh, those are playing at the same era. Remember when Bruce Helms said the NFL is slower, uh, was slower back then? Well, two of the fastest players ever lived is right there, Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders. There's not a guy in the league that is fast as either one of those guys. So, sorry, Bruce Helms. <laughs> You're a fucking idiot. Uh, um, Rob Gronkowski mentions that Tom Brady can return to the Patriots. And 
I guess saying that the Patriots would welcome Tom with open arms if he wanted to come back. What do you think about that? I would never go back to the Patriots. There's no way I can go back to the Patriots. But um, yeah, but uh, Ron Brown, Daryl Green, Champ Bailey. Fuck, dude, you know how many fast players were in the NFL back then? <laughs> Randy Moss, he ran 4 2, I think. Holy shit, man. People are fucking unbelievable. Uh, I don't think. I don't think Brady goes back there. If he goes anywhere, he goes back west. I just want to see him end his career. I just want to see Brady get out. He's 50. Let's get him out. God damn. But you know what? I'm not mad at him for keep if he's going to keep playing. I'm not mad, dog. Fuck it. If you love football that much, keep playing. Fuck it. If you can play in the NFL at 50, fuck it. Go ahead. Um, Someone said, you got a Coke vibe to you. I don't know what that means. Small D, I, D1, small D. Does that mean you're small dick syndrome inheritor? D1, does that mean it's a small D? So is it small dick inheritance? Did you inherit a small dick, small D1? (laughs) Is that why you have a small D and I? Are you a small dick inheritor and mad at me, son? Are you? Come on, small (laughs) D.I. Ah, I love it. So what, let me, I want to know, did you wake up this morning, make this profile and say, I hate Coach Brown. He fucked my mom. Your mom had good pussy, homie. I'm not, I'm sorry. Your mom sucked a good dick i gotta be honest she could actually take the balls i got big balls homie she could grab them and bring them up while she has my full dick in her mouth and lick the balls i've never had that and i'm like well fuck if she could cup up my nuts and put my full dick in her mouth and still lick my nuts your mom is special small di i had to fuck with her I apologize. I didn't nut you out. I didn't nut you out. I didn't have you. You're not my son that I know of. I don't know. But I'm saying, I, you know, I usually just, I just bust in her face. I, 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 don't, I don't bust in her. So I don't think you're my son. But guess what? If she uh, spat it out, could be you. <laughs> You're not even funny, dog. I, I I can't even have I can't even fuck with you. You're not even you're not even giving me a challenge. 
You're not even giving me a challenge. Goddamn. You're not even funny. So you're out of here. You're not even fucking fun. Um, I can't give you that woman's number. Sorry, um, Jacob. Can't give you that. You know, you know how people call you, people call, uh, you know, how people are like, damn, he's a hater and shit. Um, I will hate on a motherfucker in a heartbeat over some good head. I will tell you right now, I will not tell anybody about someone that knows how to give great head. I'm not telling nobody. If they ask me like, dog, what is, what's her head game like? I'm like, shitty, garbage, average. <laughs> hey, I'll be honest. I'll be real. Uh, shit, motherfucker, she can't. She don't know how, how to do shit. Meanwhile, later that night, I'm bent over the bed and she's sucking my shit from the back. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, uh, been a great show. I got to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I swear they're going to ban me one day, dog. They're going to ban me. But you know what? I don't know why. To me, it's real freedom of speech, right, Elon? It's fucking freedom of speech, homie. Shit. Hey, it is what it is. But what do I know, right? What do I fucking know? Head on over to CoachJBStore.com. Get you 20% off all year until the first. Um, 20% off. It's cracking. CoachJBStore.com. You know what? I did do a few stand-up things. I'm not a stand-up guy. But I I was asked to do a... uh, I was actually be the MC for a stand up, which I did. I just wanted to do it because people he asked me to do it, and uh, and uh, and I was like, all right, fuck it. So uh, I did it, but I think I bombed because you know what? I, I wasn't myself because I was kind of like reading the script that he gave me, and I was like, ah, that ain't me. I'd rather just do it myself, but. That's not my cup of tea. I'm more freelance, just shoot the shit with the boys or, or on the show. I'm not really a scripted guy. So probably not best for me to be a comedian. That's just not what I do. Um, but I think I'm as funny as anyone in America. I just don't think I'm scripted to do it. I, I, if I was just bullshitting and sitting in the back with like Dave Chappelle and Bill Burr, I could hang with all of them just bullshitting. But I'm not getting on stage with them motherfuckers. They'll fuck you up. They've been, this is their profession. People don't realize when you're a professional at something, you need to stop fucking with them. Ask me. I was pretty good at golf when I was young. I am utterly embarrassed to go out with Pat Perez, my boy, and play with him all the time like I do. He will make you fucking just wish you never picked up a golf club. And... Just just imagine Tiger Woods. People don't realize when you are proficient at something, you have worked on that thing for 10,000 plus hours and you are proficient at it. That means you are the best at it in your field. Stop fucking with those people. Stop fucking with me in this football thing. I am proficient at it. I get it. I know it. Don't fuck with me. You cannot fuck with me in it. You are a half-asser. People don't realize. You are half-ass and try to fuck with me. I don't come fuck with you at your job. I am not proficient enough to go to Walmart 
and fuck with you. I can't do it. Anyway, um, you didn't even get it. Um, we appreciate you, man. Hit the like button on the way out of here. I got to get out of here a little early today. Uh, breaking news before we leave. Are you ready for this? Here we go. First down. NCAA announces Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker as the next president of the NCAA, succeeding Mark Emmert. There you have it. Breaking news right here on the Coach AB Show. By the way, like we really fucking need a fucking politician to run the NCAA. How about you hire me? You want to cut out the bullshit? You want to cut out the gray area shit? You want it cut and dried? You don't want it left? You don't want it right? You want it down the middle? Hire me, motherfucker. God damn. I mean, you got to be shitting me. Let's hire some more politicians and dilute that into athletics. Let's fucking saturate athletics with politics. That makes sense. Hey, man, go enjoy Pat's show in an hour if you go watch McAfee. Go watch uh, Minister Sports with Zach. Uh, two hours is all I can do today. I got to go do a few things for Christmas and other things like that. Uh, I'm going to help Sean Salisbury uh, put in this offense today. Uh, they're practicing on the All-American game uh, via virtual Zoom. I'm going to help him out real quick. I got to do that. And uh, I got to run my dog to get – Ash has something on his side. Ash has something on his side. Come here. Come over here. Get over here. Come here. All right. Come here. Uh, Ash has something on him. I don't know what it is. Uh, come here. And I, I don't know if I don't want it to be ringworm, so I'm going to go get it checked because I've been putting some medication on his ass. I usually don't take them because I usually can fix ringworm with some medication. Um, this motherfucker's getting so big though. Uh, nah, it ain't no cyst. It's just a, it's just a lesion under his arm, which I, it could be ringworm, but I don't think it is ringworm either. I think he's actually got into either some poison oak or. Something. He's not in pain or nothing, but he keeps licking it. I want to make sure he's all right. And I got to give him a bath. I'm going to take him to the beach, I think, this weekend. I'm going to take him and Callie to the beach uh, and, and, and go out. He's never been to the beach. His daddy loved the beach, but his daddy would also try to kill every dog at the beach. So this guy right here, I hope, uh, is not like that. So I'm going to take him to the beach for the first time. Yeah, he's big. 140 pounds, dog. 140 pounds, and he's, he's just turned a year. Come, Bob. All right. Give me a ball. All right. All right. Come on. Let's go. You stink. You got to take bath today. Sit down. Sit. Good boy. Give me a ball. Good boy. See that? That motherfucker's trained right there. Give me a ball. Sit. Give me a ball. Good boy. See that shit? He knows how to do it. Come on, Baba. Give me a Sit. Give me a No. Get scooped. Sit. Sit. Give me a Good boy. Good boy. Um, 
Hey, any of you females out there, you like dogs and you're fine and you can take my balls and put it in with my dick, come on through. I'll let you play with them. Hey, man, I appreciate you guys, man. Love you all. See you tomorrow. Uh, don't be a slapdick. Thursday Night Football live watch party tonight in my theater. Once again, if you guys want to come through, come enjoy. I'll be doing a live watch party tonight and watching this shitty-ass Amazon Prime game between the Cardinals and Brock Purdy. We're going to break it down. Can Brock Purdy beat Geno Smith and the Seahawks tonight? Um, we're going to check it out and see. So we'll, we'll break that down. Brock Purdy, 49ers, NFC West Showdown, Geno Smith, Pete Carroll led Seahawks. I'm taking the Seahawks. Come join me live tonight, 5 p.m. Pacific, live watch party. Come check it out. I'll see you guys uh, tonight. If not, I'll see you tomorrow, Fearless Friday. Hit the like button on the way out. CoachJBStore.com. Go get some merch. Peace. Peace.